Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 133. Thank you so much for tuning in. The CanadianGameDevs.com podcast is a show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. My name is Steven, spelled with a P-H-N-A, so it's like Stefan, but we say Steven. I don't know why. Joining me today is my co-host, Steven, with a P-H-N-N-E, but we still say Steven and not Stefan. Thank you for being here, Steven. <laughs> Damn right, Steven. The Steves got to stick together. It's always it's always funny when we're talking to like people just about the site and stuff like that, and we have to introduce each other, and we're just like, it's not okay, <laughs> and, <laughs> and this is Steven. Whenever I ask for, whenever I like try to put our email on like press list, I'm like, can you put Steven and then Steve? And they're like, why do you have both? And I was like, because the other guy is also <laughs> Steven. And uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I could make, would, should I make Steven at Canadian Game Dev? So like we do have this, so it's like clearly different. Because would you no, go by? yours is Steve. Would you right? ever go by Steve though? No. Okay. Yeah. So you can do it right now. It's Stefan and Steve. My Stefan and yours is Steve, right? Yeah, maybe we should yeah. do the the first letter last name thing. Mm. Yeah, you know what we could. It would be so we'd like S Crane S S Crane S Riley. Yeah. Ah, we'll worry about that later. If you're just joining us for the first time, this is a weekly show uh, supported by our amazing patrons over at Patreon.com/slash Canadian Game Devs. If you back us at that URL, you can get special two day early access to this podcast inclusive access to a special channel on our discord you gotta throw in all the buzzwords steve uh and of course we show you at the end of every episode as like a sort of credits you've seen a youtube video made in the past couple years you know about the credits um but yeah so we cover news events jobs and we have an exciting new segment this steve isn't that correct uh yes we do yes but i I don't know before any of that we'll put it where do you want to put it in it's your event or your I was looking at the word event when I said that. <laughs> it's your segment. Where do you want to put it? I in? think it fits nicely with the wish list list. So maybe either before or after the wish list list. I'll let you. I'll let you decide in the moment. Okay, but of course we're going to start with events, several of which have got canceled. <laughs> so let's start with the ones that aren't. As of time recording, uh, February or sorry, March fourteenth, twenty twenty, Gamecom twenty twenty is still happening. March thirtieth, uh, eleven to five p.m. at Ontario Tech University's. Faculty of Business and IT. This is a student showcase of games developed by students at that university. Uh, tickets are free, and you can register as, like, industry or just, like, someone who wants to see games. Might be a good place to network, but definitely wash your hands and respect the three-feet <laughs> rule. Um, I checked, and it's still happening. So uh, I don't know if Trauma Cards Toronto Comic Arts Festival is postponed. I should have checked that. Isn't... Um the, all the libraries are closed for three weeks in Toronto, I right? Think can't, I think, uh, or no, I saw I saw TO, or TO, um, and TO Media Arts or whatever said that they're canceling all the things. Is that, no, Hand Eye Society is, is different. Hand Eye Society. So this is from March 11th. So this is three days ago. Uh, and this is from Hand Eye Society. At this point, uh, the festival is moving forward with enhanced cleaning procedures at venues. Um, I don't know if anything's changed in the past three days, but... I guess because this one's not happening at the library. This one's happening at a different venue, a smaller venue. Yeah, so the there's Comics a... X Arts. <clears throat> so Comics X Games. I don't know. It's uh remains to be seen, but that's happening in May, so that's two months away. So you know, it could be wrapped up by then. I doubt it. What do you think, Steve? No, we're all we're all dead by May, so don't worry about that. All right, other three events we won't be <laughs> <laughs> making it to. Iconotopia, happening in Vaughn, 
maybe may 14th to the 16th it's uh youtubers um some esports and uh some community activities uh and the big news xp game summit canceled i know that's was supposed to happen april 8th to 9th um down at the Weston harbor in toronto but sadly it's canceled yeah yeah it's uh because this was the first one this was going to mm-hmm. kind of be like the gdc and you know in ontario a little bit cheaper a little more accessible and, mm-hmm. and uh, much cheaper yeah, much cheaper and we've been talking to jason quite a bit last couple mm-hmm. months just about everything and it uh you know it's one of those it's like the nba and nhl are canceled so it's mm-hmm. i mean and my daughter's baptism so i mean things are getting canceled it's right dicey out there i know it's tough and i'm and i'm working from home for the next like eight weeks me so. too yeah so we're gonna play apex legends no, all we're not. day <laughs> oh my god no i gotta do work <laughs> still yeah i do too norma if you're listening that was a joke um and eglx happening in october probably it might be wrapped up by then i don't know they haven't announced gamescom's canceled yet but that's august yeah well, it's those, dicey um, out there didn't uh when's toronto comic-con i saw that was canceled or postponed i don't know isn't there's a toronto comic-con i know there's like fan expo or i think it's fan expo toronto comic-con was is this upcoming weekend and it looks like oh that's definitely yes it's canceled um what about fan expo then fan expo might be canceled i don't know if that's first week of september and no is it august no, oh, August 27th to 30th. As of now, their tickets are still on sale. So they're banking on it wrapping up by the end of August. It being the infectious pandemic as declared by the World Health Organization. Oh, Fan Expo runs the Toronto Comic Con. That's what I was confused about. Gotcha. Because <laughs> their Fan Expo Twitter account announced that they're canceling the Toronto Comic Con. Hmm. So that's why. No, that's not good. Yeah. Um, man, that's. That's crazy. I remember I was I was talking to my friend who's a pharmacist on Wednesday afternoon because mm-hmm. because we were wondering if we should postpone the baptism, mm-hmm. which was supposed to be on uh, this Sunday tomorrow, fifteenth. And he's and he said the words, you know, it'll get worse before it gets better. Oh. That that night the NBA got canceled. Uh, mm-hmm. Tom Hanks got diagnosed. Uh, no, all sorts of things. And then the next day is when everything else fell apart. And I was like, guy, you you. What curse did you just like? <laughs> Sophie Gregoire Trudeau. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, she has it too. What's our what's our? Because it's not first lady. What's our like leader's spouse word? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Prime Minister. Miss first. Mrs. Prime, Prime Minister. Mrs. Prime Minister. I, I feel like if you were to meet her, you would because when they when you meet Melanie, don't you say minister. you know first lady? Melania? Did you say Melanie? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, she's first lady. What do you yeah. call the wife of prime minister? So I would feel like you would first say... First lady. It's still first lady here. Is it really? That's what Wikipedia tells me, but I don't know if I can trust Wikipedia. I feel like I would say Miss Miss. Prime oh, minister. no, because first lady is the unofficial title used for the wife of a non-monarchical <laughs> head of state. But wait, we're are we non-monarchical? Because we still have the queen, but like... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, no, no, Canada's on... Nope, Canada's not on here. So I feel like Canada's something else then, because we're not on this list of countries that use it. See, if I Google... Oh, wait. Spouse of the Prime Minister of Canada <laughs> is the wife or husband. Uh, let's see. There's, 
This is a Some media outlets have styled Prime Minister Wives as the First Lady of Canada, similar to the style of First Lady used in the neighboring United States. <clears throat> I don't know. If, if I feel like if I met her, I would say... Yo, Mrs. T, what's yeah. up? <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're feeling better. <laughs> uh, I like when, uh, you know how like there's like a kind of a joke that like a lot of publications will talk about famous people as like who their husband is. Yeah. And so like when uh, all the news about uh, Harry, the Prince Harry about leaving was coming out, it was like Meghan Markle's husband was like the headline people were using <laughs> to kind of like play on it. I thought that was funny. Oh, Anywho, man. events are all probably canceled except for Gamecom. You can still register on the site, but yeah, it's uh, stay safe out there, everyone. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Co- yeah, cough in sure. your shoulders. I was uh, distance yourself. I was riding the TTC in Toronto. And if you if you've taken the TTC at any time, you know just what twice freaking shit show it is. Uh, mm-hmm. And I I I had, I had a dry cough. It was I just coughed like into my sleeves, um, you know, riding it, and I had mm-hmm. like I saw three people look at me. <laughs> like, in my head, I was just like, it's just a dry cough. It's not that Man, good. imagine if you were Asian. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I know. I know. Spicy times out there, Steve. Or There's not a lot of... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you, you cough, and you're like, hey! <laughs> <laughs> Some meatballs fall out of your pocket. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just speaking to Meghan Markle. I'm just looking at suits now. Did you ever watch that show? I did. Up to season two or three. Whenever man. she got with the one guy at the end. That's when I stopped watching. Yeah, sure. It, I, it was season, so funny. Season nine was the really last, yeah. Wow, they kept that going, huh? And like Mike and Meghan Markle, like the actress' name is not Mike. The character's no. name is Mike, and Meghan Markle left the show like three or four seasons ago. So it must suck now. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. I love this show though, but anyway, sorry, we're we're drifting. I like the first couple seasons. I maintain, and we can keep drifting. All my favorite TV shows wrap it up in like a season or two. Oh, really? Um, Gravity Falls, Two Converti. Breaking Bad's an exception to the rule, but even then, there's bad episodes of Breaking Bad. I'd I say can't. there's more mediocre to bad episodes than good episodes, but the good episodes are so good. I couldn't, well, I couldn't finish Breaking Bad. It's too depressing. It's a slow burn, Every, and it is extremely depressing. Everything about it is so upsetting, and I was like, I, I can't watch this. I, I, just I was finished. watching it when Heather was pregnant as well, so I was just oh, like, no. I can't watch this. It's too upsetting. And, and it's only a problem in the States if the show cannot exist in Canada. Like, no, it really can't. He gets treatment and then it's fine. <laughs> yeah, he just like lives or dies, but at least he gets <sighs> treatment. He doesn't have to sell drugs. Oh, man. It was too much. Uh, I like the five or six episode, or season stuff, you know, like Lost was season, six seasons. Battlestar Galactica was four. Like, I want a little bit of lore building over the seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I love The Office, but the last two seasons are awful. I love uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, and it's kind of starting to like a bit. You know? That's what I'm saying. Russian Doll, another the, the, Russian Doll is the best season of anything Netflix has ever made. You're talking about shows I don't even know. What you're like I don't even know what that is. Russian Doll, Two Converti, Hilda, animated show on Netflix. Are um, these all Netflix shows? Yeah, those four are. I would say Gravity Falls, which is a Disney cartoon, two seasons. Alex Hirsch. And they wanted to renew it. And he was like, no, no, I'm done. This is the story I wanted to tell. Now, that being said, th- we watched 13 Reasons Why, which, mm-hmm. again, watched it before I became a father. I would n- no way I would watch that out now. But watched the first season, and I was like, okay, that's fine. And then they made, like, two or three more seasons. I'm like, I, n- I don't need – this doesn't need to exist. Why does it need to exist? Hmm. Screed. It's greed, Steve. Well, yeah, no, it's money. That's why. It, no artistic vision. I know. I mean, it's based off a book, so it's just like – 
every part of it, you're just like going back to the well. But I mean, mm-hmm. who amongst us, you know, if Netflix were to drop money on your door, just be like, here you go. Can you make season 10 of Canadian Game Devs the show? We'd, be, we'd probably be like, <laughs> uh, yes. That would be, I would watch that. <laughs> Is it like, a, what was that um, Electric Playground, like that YTV kids show where there's that guy? He still does stuff for like Nintendo. The game show, you mean? No, it was like a, a TV show just about video games. And he like played video games and like it was like YouTubers before YouTube. Oh, like you Electric Play? Playground. I remember. I remember. Um, it was on VR, YTV, I think. There was a video arcade top ten, sh- like game show where they would play like Donkey Kong Country, like get four kids to play Donkey Kong Country or some shit, and then try to like. They're on their twenty fifth season. What the Electric Playground, about? on City TV, and G four. Oh, um. Yeah, yeah. Tom What's his Tallico, name? But the other guy. Who is he? What's the other guy? I met name? him. Luke L- Victor Lucas. Victor Lucas. I met him. Yeah, I met him at a computer museum in Brantford, of all places. <laughs> That's random. I re- I met him at the very last Canadian Video Game Award, uh, um, awards or whatever. Like all before. that to say, we could totally do CanadianGameDevs.com show Netflix. If only there was a video like platform service that we could just post things. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on to the news. <laughs> uh, I want to start with Prince of Persia. Have you ever played a Prince of Persia game, Steve? Uh, I didn't play the OG ones, but I played the Sands of Time and stuff on. Uh, I played the, the day. I played the two new ones. So the just one was just Prince of Persia, and then they did one after like, that. The two PS3 ones. The PS3 ones, yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, the P- the first PS3 one was the last one I played, the one that was, like, cell shady. Yeah. I didn't play the, the one that I referenced in the article. Mm-hmm. That last one. Well, fans of Prince of Persia, crossover event happening as you're listening to this in For Honor, unless you're listening to this in a couple of weeks. Uh, the event is live, running until April 2nd. <clears throat> I'm going to do the movie guy voice. Following a sandstorm that has descended into the lands of Heathmore, the Prince of Persia arrives to stake his claim to the throne in for honor so is there like because it's vikings samurai and knights right are they just all fighting for yeah. like the this like magical throne or something i don't i, I forget what the story is to be perfectly honest um hmm. i don't i don't really remember i know it's like a war like like because the the campaign in that game you play is like each side mm-hmm. so you do like 10 missions as a knight and then 10 missions as a viking 10 missions as a samurai whatever it is mm-hmm I only did the night stuff. I didn't. I couldn't like finish it. Has there really not been a a Prince of Persia game since there, 2010? There's there's been some mobile games. Like I think two like kind of iOS games, which I didn't. That's why I mentioned console. Like mm-hmm. it's the like it's the first time it's appeared on console since like 2010. Mm-hmm. Which it, which I couldn't believe when I was writing that up. I was like, holy shit! Like I remember like playing. I remember Prince of Persia that that first PS3 one that had. Um, the cell shading uh, one, cell shady one had the most was the first like case of bullshit DLC because in the the end of the game spoilers, you basically just undo everything you did. You just you ruin the world just to save the girl, mm-hmm. and then the DLC is like a two hour epilogue where you basically just un like you just fix that, hmm. and you're like, well, okay, why did I pay for the ending of the game? It's not like it wasn't an epi- it wasn't really an epilogue just so much as the like literally the last chapter of the story like you know what I mean like it's it was concluding the story not just sort of like bonus stuff at the end mm-hmm. like the ending you get at the epilogue and the ending at at the 
base game is widely different, and I feel like the ending of Epilogue should just be kind of like extra little fun tidbits. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, yeah. So I don't know if you're a Prince Persia fan, but if you are, you can pick up For Honor. I mean, it's pretty. For Honor has been pretty cheap, and it's been free various times and stuff like that. So it's free event. Um, I don't know. The the whole thing with Prince of Persia wasn't combat though, so it's kind of weird that they just threw this in. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, like, it's there. I wonder if they're just want to see like what the you know if people are excited about it mm-hmm. and then that could justify like or, or justify making a prince of persia game internally if they're like ah oh, well people really love this event i guess we can make another game because mm-hmm. now you know assassin's creed is not really the same as as it was yeah like assassin's creed really killed prince of persia it was the the horse that won yeah, and so, but now Assassin's Creed is so widely different. I wonder if they were kind of thinking, like, oh, I wonder if there's stuff here. Well, they do a bunch of crossover stuff with their other platforms, too. Like, Assassin's Creed came to Brawlhalla, and yeah. Splinter Cell came to Ghost Recon? And, uh, yeah, or the Divi- so. or was it Siege? But they do, they do, like, they guest cameos all the time, you know? Yeah. No, yeah, no, it's true, it's true. Yeah, we'll see. It's just- this one's just interesting because there hasn't been a new game in, in a decade. So that's crazy. I liked. I think. Well, at least, what it, twelve-year-old Steven really liked <laughs> the other Prince of Persia games. <laughs> I don't know whether twenty-two-year-old Steven would still like them. They have very different tasting games. Yeah. But yeah, so check that out. For Honor. Um, I forget. Did we cover Sheba and Below previously? Uh, we covered Below, so Below's coming to PS4 at some point. I don't think we we covered Shiba, though. The return of a sh- summer. Oh, we did. Oh, sorry, oh, we, did, did. we? we did. Because I remember, I remember talking about how the, pl- the trophies were really easy. Oh, okay. Well, I guess a couple of quick more plugs. Check out Below, PS4 this spring. Big update that basically does, like, the pacifist mode called the explorer mode. And I like when games do that. Um, Soma did that, and it was really cool. They just yeah. announced a new game, too. And Shiba Ino, the visual novel coming from Ratalaka Games is porting it to consoles this summer. That's it for the news. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Steven. Uh, let's throw in... No, no, let's do jobs first. Jobs, Steve. We all like to get paid, and it's getting a lot harder to get paid for things lately. So, let's highlight some <laughs> jobs. That was a joke about working from home. Didn't really land. I'm sorry. I, I, I should workshop things before I bring them to the show. That way it's only, no, it's fine. only it's a right. material here. Uh, quickly, I know long-time listeners of the show have heard these jobs for a couple times, but if you're a new listener and you want to check out some of these jobs, Pixelmatic over in BC is hiring a senior Unity engineer and a lighting artist. Stitch Media in Toronto is hiring a technical artist and a Unity developer. Clipwire Games in Toronto, hiring a 2D mobile game UI artist, very specialized, and a lead programmer. Certain Affinity in TO, the big six. No, no one calls it that. What do they call it? It's just the six, right? Yeah, the six. They are hiring for a gameplay programmer, senior gameplay programmer, and lead designer. And Canuck Play in Peterborough is hiring for senior Unity game developer, Unity game developer, Unity technical animator, and a QA tester. And... I don't know if it was like it was obvious they were working on Doug Flutie's Maximum Football 2020, but I saw a tweet today where someone was like, "Hey, when's the next update for Doug Flutie's Maximum Football 2019?" And the reply was just working on 2020. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't know if that's a scoop or not, but because they definitely were. But yeah, Doug Flutie's Maximum Football 2020. You could get your name in the credits for that video game. Wouldn't that be exciting? 
Would be. I wonder how, because um, they just announced 2K is making the football game. Yeah. Um, is it college football or NFL? Uh, I, th- I think it's, I think that EA sort of mentioned that the, it's a simulation, like they have the license for NFL for simulation stuff. Mm-hmm. And then 2K announced that it would be an NFL game. Mm-hmm. And so everyone's just like, it's going to be like an arcade kind of experience, sort of like NFL Blitz or whatever. Okay. I think is where people are kind of lying. I mean, um, Maximum Football is more on the sim side than on the arcade side, but mm-hmm. still it's, more... it's CFL, right? It, so you can do CFL rule. I mean, it doesn't have the license for anything. Right. Um, it's just it it's like just like football. For, yeah, exactly. But it has the rules for CFL if you if you want to do that. Interesting. Like the three. Like if you, if you don't know, like NFL and CFL have pretty different rules. So it can't be that hard to get a CFL license. Like no one's making games anyway. They should. I'm sure they've looked into that. I'm not going to tell them how to do their jobs. No, you should start. Yeah, just start telling them, like, hey, why isn't... <laughs> I'm sure the CFL license is probably pretty cheap. I'm surprised that CFL doesn't at least, like, pump out, like, a mobile game or some shit, you know? I should check before I say that. Because I would... I would Because, like, if they remade all the arenas and stuff, that would be so cool. I know. CFL video Same game. with, like, um... Same about how there's not an MLS, uh... Game. Okay. Soccer. Okay, here we go. There was... CFL Football 99 for Microsoft what? Windows, developed oh by Winter Valley Software. Winter Valley Software appears to be defunct, and their only release... Oh, their only release is Maximum Football for the PC in 2006, according to this website. But then this other website says it's CFL Football 99 for Microsoft Windows. We... Don't know for sure. Oh, let's go to the Wikipedia here. Publishers. Wait, maximum Football. CFL Football oh, this... 99 was developed by Winter Valley Software, published by the Canadian Digital Entertainment Company. Um, it was an officially licensed product of the CFL. This Maximum Football Wikipedia page, though, talks about the Doug Flutie version that is the Maximum Football we were just talking about. Interesting. There's more research wonder... to be done here. Yeah. Hmm. All that to it say. Never, Canadian football 2017, though, didn't have the CFL stuff. Though. No? It just had the rules and whatnot. But, yeah, it's not officially licensed. So I think the CFL, because that's why it's not CFL, mm-hmm. whatever, because that's, like, trademarked. I don't know. We're both talking about something we don't really know anything about. You know what we do know about? What's that? Wishlisting games. Oh, yeah. Since starting this podcast with you working i think i started in july i don't remember my steam wish list is like 230 games oh my god i need to yeah do some curation as in like because you can order them i kind of want to like pick my top 50 so it's actually like a readable list yeah but you still gotta hand out those helpful wish lists to the developers i'm booting up steam right now so excellent all right if you don't know, Wishlist This is a segment I created shortly after joining the podcast when Brett was still with us, rest in peace. Uh, Steve and Brett would frequently wishlist games while we were talking about them. So my idea was a segment where I highlight three games and we all just choose to wishlist them because those wishlists help out. These are Canadian-made games that you can add to your wishlist right now, coming out after we're recording this. Uh, first up, Radio General from Foolish Mortals at Foolish M Games. 
uh, in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Oh, nice. <clears throat> it's World War II. You're a general sitting in a tent. All you have is a map and a radio. Can you win the battle? Radio General is a unique strategy game where you interact with your units over the radio using speech recognition. Test your medal and relive famous battles as a World War II general. Um, no gifts in the description, but that's okay. Um, there's a map editor. There is online co-op. So you and I, Steve, could be radio generals during World War II together. Ooh. Um, there's hundreds of historical documents uploaded into the game with like context for the, the, the battles you're looking at. Um, it's a lot of, it's a very detailed simulation here. So, uh, quote, behind the scenes, ammunition, morale, camouflage, sight and stamina are all being modeled. Elevation and terrain type will influence the battles. Um, so yeah, looks like the kind of war game. Voice controlled, clear your throat and show us your best commanding voice. By combining speech recognition with full voice acting, you'll feel like a general on the horn with your own troops. So I guess you play this game with a microphone? Hmm. It's interesting. Um, it's currently scheduled for April 2020. Uh, there's no solid date yet, but you can add to your wish list. And Steve, I gotta ask, is it on the wish list? I did. I did add it because it's pretty. I want to see like some gameplay because I don't see a trailer or anything on on Steam. Uh, I just see screenshots and stuff like that. I wishlist it because I think it's a cool, unique experience. Mm -hmm. But I would want to see a trailer. A trailer. Trailers are hard. But yes, stuff like that. I am a sucker for like World War Two, like the the hundreds of historical documents that actually that actually hits me. Did you play Valiant Hearts? I did. I love that. That show was good. Me too, dude. Like, that, like that. Oh man, it was so cool. Like so learning good. about all the little things. So th if it's like that, that'd be awesome. Um, and if if you didn't play Valiant Hearts, you would like collect things kind of in the game. And I think they're just collectibles. I don't mm. think you actually had to collect them, right? No. <clears throat> and it would just give you like a little bit of history of like what they were using that item for in World War One or or With, like actual pictures and stuff. Yeah, it was really yeah, cool. It was it was awesome. So I played that game, and then like that summer, my parents and I did a trip to the Netherlands. And I actually went to, like, all those places. It was so cool. Oh, really? oh, nice. Yeah, we did, like, Flanders Field and Vimy Ridge and uh, the Dieppe line, or, like, that, that trench, that famous trench. It was really cool. And I, all, as I was going through all, I'm like, oh, my God, this is that game. Like, um, yeah, they, they nailed it. <laughs> this is game. where I played in the video game. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, there's a really good Hard Times article about um, something. Uh, the joke is, like, gamer doesn't want to, or, like, gamer walking around Venice says, oh, I saw that in Assassin's Creed 2 or something. I just butchered it. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Though. You got it. Next up, uh, number two on wishlist this. Away! In all caps, colon, the survival series. Oh, yes, that's right. I'm going to go on my PlayStation store, actually, for this one. At Away Series from Breaking Walls in Montreal, Quebec. Uh, you can wishlist this now on Steam. It's coming out 2020 to PlayStation 4 and PC. Uh, this is a huge Kickstarter success. Well, I'd say I'd say if you raise enough money to make a game on Kickstarter, I call it a huge success, but people would might nitpick that. Inspired by nature documentaries, Away the Survival series takes you on a sugar glider's breathtaking journey into the wild. As cataclysmic storms bear down on the planet, immerse yourself in nature and explore a vibrant world brimming with life, but beware of the dangers that lie ahead. Do you remember that game that came out last year where you're the monkeys ancestors the one made by the oh this yeah, assassin's yeah, yeah. creed guy this looks like that but good i'm looking at yeah, this trailer. That game awful? it was apparently just atrocious but you're yeah. playing a um sugar glider which is like a, one of those like flying monkey looking things i don't think it's a monkey it's like it looks like a lemur with wings 
Um, but yeah, so it looks like some sort of catastrophe happened on the earth because all these like abandoned buildings and everything's overgrown. Um, but yeah, I'm like, you're a sugar glider, so you're flying around. There's like, there's fire tornadoes. Something bad happened on earth. Um, and you're just gliding around. You're like riding on this deer's back through the flooded forest. Looks really, really cool. Um, no gifts in the steam description, but that's okay. Um, immerse yourself in nature, become the sugar glider, explore a rich ecosystem and enjoy an enchanting musical score. Um, including the planet earth and life nature documentary, Mike Raznick brings his experience as a multi-award winning composer and audio director. So if you enjoyed planet earth or the life life was, I think Disney's like planet earth documentary kind of style thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, they actually got the guy who did all the music for that for this, which is dope. And I got to ask Steve, is it on the wish list? So I added it onto the steam wish wish list. Gotcha. I wanted to add it. Like, I'm not going to play it on Steam. I'm going to play it on PlayStation. Right. But PlayStation's just annoying. They don't have, a, like, a freaking page for it. So Yeah, because the certification process is so much tougher for PS4, you know? It's just it's annoying because you would just, like, what's the harm? Like, just add it to the page. Like, I'm sure there's a shit ton of Steam games that never get released. Absolutely. Like, have their own page, right? So yeah. Who, like, just let people wishlist, and that gives you... That gives Steam data mm-hmm. on what to promote when it actually gets when things get released. Mm-hmm. So if they see a game that gets wishlisted a shit ton of times, mm-hmm. then that tells them to highlight it when it gets released, and so other people like pick it up, and then they get their thirty percent. Like I don't understand why Sony, like uh, it's just annoying. Agreed. So I, I can't wishlist on PlayStation. I'll probably get it on PlayStation. Like I'm not gonna like I would yeah I'm not gonna play a game on steam that i can get on ps4 mm-hmm. it's not let's not say crazy things here absolutely um, not so uh, but i did wish list it, you know perfect um lastly today i wish list this clan o'connell and the crown of the stag uh from hit grab in toronto coming out 2020 to pc <clears throat> clan o'connell is a 2t art led puzzle platformer featuring the iconic landscapes of ancient hibernia wipe out the corona ranch's legion of evil spirits i was going for scottish it didn't work uh by swapping out characters and using blades arrows and your meaty fist while simultaneously conquering complex platform that was irish i guess it was it, good though it's an action platformer it's being developed by hit grab in toronto uh coming out fall 2020 Ooh. and the Steam description is a little disappointing. I'm sorry, there's not even any pictures, but that's okay. There's still time. Uh, I'm sure it'll ramp it up closer to launch. Uh, dynamic character swap, kind of like uh, you ever play Trine? It was it wasn't an action platform. It was like a puzzle platform, but like there's like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. characters yeah. you swap between as you do stuff. Um, it looks pretty good. I like I'm, the I'm art not, style a lot. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I was just gonna say, kind of reminds me of Drinkbox Studios. To be I was gonna honest. say Guacamelee too, but like that's the thing we compare everything to. But yeah, yeah no. <laughs> no, it does look like that kind of two D, very pretty, foreground gain, background. Gain some severed, uh, severed feels from it with just the colors and stuff. I'm down. Is it on the wish list? I, uh, uh, yes, I added to the wish list. Perfect. What do you think? Looking at this trailer. I'm like, yeah, I'm watching it. Yeah, it's it is uh, like Guacamelee um, and severed and stuff. Severed in terms of. Um, art style and then Guacamelee in terms of gameplay like switching between well, like you don't switch in Guacamelee but it's very fast and kind of combo heavy that's what this looks like mm-hmm. yeah um, you, it looks like LTRT you switch between characters and then so that means probably all the face buttons and sticks to fight and jump yeah because what I didn't like about Trine was that it, it was like a physics puzzler yeah and it was just annoying when you couldn't 
get it to do it right yeah Yeah. especially solo like Mm -hmm. doing that shit solo was was really just so annoying Mm -hmm. also they just seem to kept making the same game over and over and over and over and over Mm-hmm. Like trying like as a game just seemed to like there's four of them I think but I feel like they just kind of kept pushing it out and just it just always looked the same. Mm-hmm. I played one of like I forget which one I played but I played or, three. Played, I played one on Wii U. Weirdly I played, enough, I played the PS. I played trying two the complete story on PS4. Which All right, a shit ton of trophies. Too many trophies. Yeah, way too many trophies. All right, Steve. Oh. That's it for wishlists. Please tell me about this new segment coming to the podcast. I don't know what to call it. Okay, we can workshop throwback, it. Throwback, throwback game. I don't know. Basically, the idea is that let's let's give a shout out to a game that you know came out. Let's say at least like three or three years ago or so. Three or more years might ago. Might have fallen off of the radar. Might you know doesn't have that that lasting appeal that you know like a rogue legacy or or something like that that people. You know, you always kind of remember it a little bit or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just just to give a shout out to like a game that, you know, you liked back in the day and then just kind of played and forgot about it or whatever. And, and let's just kind of like revisit. Um, th- mine was actually this was like one of the first big games that I hyped up so much. Like when it when it came out, when I was starting, when I was doing the site, it's called the Castle Game. It's only on PS4. Uh, How do you spell that for come, me? I want to look the, at it. The, it's, it's literally just the Castle Game. Castle or... Yeah, castle like the medieval castle. It's a castle game. Okay. Um, okay. It's it still has its uh, like website up or whatever, but the press kit is down. I don't think this. I don't think they're making like the the Twitter account is dead. Like I don't know, they're not whatever they're doing. They're not doing uh, this game anymore. But I really like this game. It's basically in, like an RTS, kind of colorful and and a little bit easy, but but very charming. Um, and it was just I just fell in love with this game. Like I remember like staying up late trying to play it. Like Tower um, Defense? Like, yeah, it's like a Tower Defense RTS game. I think okay. it was to come to Steam. I don't think it ever did. Hmm. Um The Castle see. Game. Neptune Interactive? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I used to I was supposed to or I did an interview actually with them. You could probably find the interview like somewhere buried somewhere deep in the website. Um or maybe not, maybe just a quick Google search search. But yeah this it was awesome i really really enjoyed it um i mean it does seem like the developers moved on it does seem like this game just kind of came out on ps4 nothing else ever i know it was supposed to come to wii u and it just never did um hmm. but i i really liked it i got the platinum for it it was it was enjoyable i think it came out in like 2015 or so mm-hmm. um but i i would i would say you know it's 20 bucks like that's i i do see it go on sale every now and then i think it's been like five bucks Six bucks. I would add it to the wish list on PS4, and and if it goes on sale, pick it up. <laughs> but I really liked it, especially as someone who's not a big like RTS strategy fan, tower defense fan. <laughs> it it had something. It had this like very just a very charming experience that sort of made me really fall in love with it. So the castle game from uh, Neptune Interactive. All right. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I hyped this game up so much back in the day. Actually, one of their last tweets is actually like me talking about it being on the game of the year voting, and it was my game of the year. Like, really? That year, twenty fifteen? Yeah. Like it was my Toronto like. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. And uh, oh yeah, and it got nominated for some for Canadian Video Game Awards back then, back in the day too. Huh. 
So got the platinum. Like if you look, like if you look at their Twitter, Neptune, II, I'm like, like you'll see our our Twitter feed pop up quite a few times. Huh. I was there. I was it is. A lot about it. Last tweet, 2016. Check out episode six of our game dev podcast. Brett Meeser and I chat toy temp, fate, tectonics, and asteroid base, and more. And I'm pretty sure I spoke about uh, the game there. What's toy temp? Uh, the game that's something no longer then. So interesting anyways the castle game yeah so i don't know what you want to call this section but just something to give a shout out to like an older game and and whatnot something that people i think should check out yeah definitely having not prepared for this segment i think a game i would shout out hmm graceful explosion machine was that three years ago uh probably probably this is from yeah it came Vertex out Pop. very shortly it came out very shortly after the it was the, the first digital game i got on my switch there you go, April 6, 2017. So we are two weeks... Very close. Two week, Three weeks from three years, so I'll count it. Uh, Vertex Pop is great. It's on Switch, PS4, Steam. Um, it's a... Oh, how would you describe it? A uh, 2D side-scrolling shoot-em-up is how they describe it themselves. Yeah, and because it's not like a twin-stick shooter, right? Because you can only shoot. It's like it's right, Resogun. Yeah, that's the yeah, best game to compare yeah. to. It is Resogun, but but pretty. Well, like Resogun's pretty, but like it's a very distinct. It's like a Steven Universe style cartoony. Uh, no, you think Resogun's piece of shit? I understand. No, I was so bummed. <laughs> they uh, not to side rail, but they announced they're going to start stop or housemark the studio behind Resogun. Announced they were going to stop doing action like arcadey games because they can't make money off of it. So their next game is called Storm Divers and it's like a battle royale thing and it looks... No, they so they canceled that. What? Yeah, they recently, What are they doing? I think they hold on cuz um I was listening to a podcast. Oh no. Um and they mentioned they uh, like Colin so Colin Moriarty who mm-hmm. uh, we've talked about a couple times cuz the game's coming out soon. He's a big fan of theirs, and they were talking about how they uh, canceled that that like game that Storm the, Divers. Like, yeah, the, it's like a battle royale. It's still the top of their website. Uh, oh no! News. That's not good. What are they doing? Uh, let's see. From arcade is dead to AAA. That's from 2018. So that was when they announced they're not doing arcade games anymore. And then there's this 25th anniversary. Thing. Man, they must be like heads down doing something because, yeah, that's a bummer. Huh. Yeah. I wonder what happened. Let me talk about, talk about Graceful Explosion Machine. Let me look, read over this over. Graceful Explosion Machine is beautiful. It's very tight. It's super, super tight. It's like a score chaser type game. So you play through all the levels, and then you go back and try and like S rank them all. Um, it's their second game, I think. They did one before that, but I didn't play it. But their most recent one, Super Crush KO, also exceptional, but doesn't fit our criteria for vintage, we'll say. Some some vintage Canadian indies. How old yeah. does something have to be to be vintage? I mean, in games, it's all relative, because games is like... Yeah. That's the thing. It's kind of, it's kind of like... Vintage <laughs> is a wine term. Usually means old. Is it really? In wine, it means normally something that is 20 years old, but not more than 100 years old and in relation to wine. Mm. Um, but we're going we're gonna to adopt vintage for this segment, I think. Vintage Canadian indie. Vintage, like in my head, is like well-aged, you know? It's a game yeah. I would pluck out and still play. And Graceful Explosion Machine is definitely that game for me. And the Castle game sounds like it's that for you. 
Yeah, it, um, I would say, like, if we're talking about, like, old school or whatever, like, I wouldn't put anything on PS4 or whatever, but if we're talking about, like, just old game, like, well older aged. games, that, yeah, well-aged games. I think three years is a good metric for that. I'm fine with three. Especially how short the attention span is in the games industry. I mean, the indie game scene is is only, like, ten years old or so. Main, like, mainstream, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, whenever... whenever it was, um, like, Spelunky, Braid, Super Meat Boy, Yeah, when, whenever that was. That was, like, that was like 2008, 2007. So that's how old the, like, mainstream indie scene is. So, like, any like anything after that, or anything during that time is, is like, old school indie or whatever, I would say. All right, let's do three years. Alright, I'm fine with that. Vintage Canadian Indies. We might workshop that a bit, but there you go. I'm trying to find the house mark thing. I'm more than certain that he mentioned that they cancelled that game and they're they're kind of refocusing, but they haven't... uh... Yeah, okay, wait. Quite a few things have changed for house mark as well as our past has taken many turns. Our journey has has taken us to a fantastic place where we are pinching ourselves to make sure this is all dream. We are working on our biggest and most ambitious title yet and have amazing support for our yet-to-be-announced partner. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we have spent three years working on this game. I don't know. This does sound like it could be actually the Battle Royale game. But yeah, Storm Storm Divers is the. This is from a uh, Six Axis. Housemark put Storm Divers on hold to focus on bigger project. Yeah. Okay. So that, yeah. Hmm. But they didn't say what it was. No. But this. But they have a partner. So I wonder if like. Yet soon to be announced partner. Like, it's got to be Sly Cooper Five. it's gotta be sly cooper 5 steve i need to know how it ends let it go you know what i've I've been meaning to pick up a playstation now um subscription because the sly games are on there and i've I've only ever played sly one and i feel like just working with you and talking to you i need to play sly two and three you do i played sly four i'm sorry i played one and four four was good i didn't like and i didn't really like four that much four was good um i think two Oh man, the ending of t- like these like kids in quote games deal with some really heavy shit. And like yeah. two especially, like the end of two is the the end of a game you're just leaving kids with for three years was like what? I could see that being traumatic for some kids. But yeah, Sly, <laughs> Sly Two is definitely I like Sly One personally the most because that was like the first one of the first video games I ever played. Blew my mind. Yeah, I've Sly yeah, I've the I have the platinum is Sly Cooper. Mm-hmm. One, because I think it was a free PlayStation Plus game. Yeah, the the collection was, I think, wasn't it? I don't think I don't. Th- is it the collection? Because if it's the collection, I won't get PlayStation now because I have my thing. I should check this out. I think it was just the first one though. But I they never released the one separately. Like you can't buy just Sly Cooper One on PS3. Really? Yeah, it's only the Sly collection. Oh, all right. Well, I just had the first one then. Does it just say Sly One? It says Sly Cooper and the Thievius Recruitus. Oh, that might be... Maybe you could buy it, because they did a couple of those PS2 games, like Psychonauts and Patapon and stuff. Or They did a couple one of those like PS2 games on PS4 with like trophies and stuff. Or PS3. No. PS4. I've confused myself. You should play Sly Cooper. What are the Sly Cooper Thieves in Time? That was the fourth one, right? Yeah, Thieves in Time is the fourth one. Not developed by Sucker Punch. Uh, developed by Sanzaro, who did Sports Champions. Thieves in Time came out for PS3? Yeah, it was PS3 Vita Cross Buy, Cross Platinum, Cross Save 2. Oh, okay. That's why I have... Okay, so I have the, and I have the Vita. Oh, I thought, it was a, I thought it was a PS4 game. Damn, it's a much older game than I thought. 2013, because I got 
That was the only time I got my phone taken away in high school was the review embargo for Sly Cooper 4. <laughs> was like 11.30 and I was in math class and I'm like, I'm reading this review right now. So I just took out my phone and started reading it and they took my took my phone away. Um, I think Colin already reviewed that one too. <laughs> I'm, uh, uh, this, so if I search Sly Cooper on the PlayStation store, granted yeah. on the online store is a little bit different. Yeah. It only comes up with the first one and the, and the Vita and the PS3 number four. So wait, you can't so even buy I, the collection on the store anymore? It doesn't, it doesn't look like That's it. That's weird. Yeah. You could so find it at do... like a it's it's got to be at like an EB game. No, they don't even have PS3 games there anymore. No, they don't. Oh, it's so annoying. They add, they have an ad every fucking day about mm-hmm. how PS3 games are like 2 bucks and I'm like, "Guys, you don't have PS3 games. I've mm-hmm. gone to like four or five different EB games." Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, so that's my more rants. Well, that's it for Vintage Canadian Indies. Our newest segment work in progress title on the canadiannibs.com podcast. Now, let's close out with what we've been playing lately. Steve, I'm going to go first this week. Uh, I was hopping into Division 2. Um, I still don't really like it, and I probably won't pick it up again. That's my review of that. I was going to say, we could have played together. No. Uh, it's just <laughs> number sponge incremental. It, know, right? It's so unrewarding. or It's not, it's not what I want, you know? Um, I, I, like could, the, I like the gameplay, and I like the I like the shooting mechanics and stuff mm, like that. It's just the loot the, is so boring. Yes. It's just everything about it is just boring yes. shit like the world is cool but like you don't get anything cool out of it mm-hmm. which yeah. is why like i like division one but then I'm, i've just had enough by division two and i'm just like i don't want more backpacks mm-hmm. yeah i don't want knee pads jesus yeah. um but i've also still been playing persona 5 i'm at the third castle now so it's still good still weird we'll finish it i have a i have a list now steve i made because i just jumped from game to game and that's not good but i have a list now in my notebook I have games I want to finish with my girlfriend and games I want to finish by myself that my girlfriend doesn't really care about as much. And I'm going to get through all those this year. I can read it to you. Hold on. Let me pull it up quick. Pull it up. I actually wrote it? it in a physical I, notebook. Is, uh, are unreleased games in there? No, but those will be curveballs that could, might mix this up. So what do you do when like Animal Crossing comes out? And oh, it just takes over? Animal Crossing is just like, just my schedule changes and now an hour or two a day I play Animal Crossing. And then right. I find a way for the rest <laughs> of this. Um, so with my girlfriend, we're going to beat Persona 5, and then we're going to beat Bioshock 2, because we finished the first one last year. Uh, mm-hmm. We both really enjoyed Concrete Genie, and that's a really pretty game to just, like, I think, hang out and watch and play. I'm also really interested in that story. It's like that classic, like, kids getting bullied because he's artistic, but I don't think it's been overdone yet. Uh, and Knights and Bikes. You know you know Knights and Bikes, Steve. I don't. The best co-op game of 2019. What? Yeah. Uh, developed by a former Little Big Plant developer and a former... Uh, Ratchet and Clank developer. They now have their own studio, Foam Sword Games. Knights and Bikes is the best co-op game of 2019. Uh, Funny enough, when I search Knights and Bikes, I get an electric playground. Oh my god! You of, might, uh, uh, Victor Lucas. I interviewed the one guy, Mu Yu. Uh, I think he was the one who worked at Media Molecule. Yeah, it's like two guys, Mu Yu and Rex Crowley. Um, yeah, and uh, I kicked. That was the only game I've ever kickstarted. Actually, that's not true. I kickstarted the the Wandersong guys' new game. Uh, Chicory, A Colorful Tale. That just oh, yeah, got announced yeah. as being published by Finji, the Night in the Woods p- publisher. But, oh, um, nice. yeah. So that's the games I'm going to play through with my girlfriend. And then Solo, I want to beat Super Crash KO. I got like two-thirds of the way through it. Uh, and then I have a couple games I want 100% because I've been told it's doable. Uh, Control, definitely want to go get all those achievements. Oh, 100% for sure. Uh, and Death Stranding because I really enjoy just playing that game, and I feel like just popping on a YouTube video or podcast, just walking around doing everything would be super chill, especially 
if I go stir crazy here, I think hiking in a game will be good for my mental health. There was, um, I don't know if it's still active. There is a glitch at the end of control to get the, so the last achievement you'll need is, uh, Mm -hmm. just unlocking all the um, skills. Mm -hmm. There's a glitch, um, that basically like, well, you can just get it like very, very quickly without having to try to find all the hidden like skill points and stuff. Excellent. I will have to abuse that if possible. Yeah, I, I did it. Cause I was like, Oh, I still got like two hours left of this game. And then I read online and, and basically what it is is like when you complete the game, it saves like that part as like a chapter quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And so whatever skill points you have, um, <clears throat> you, you get, and so you'll have like a few after you beat the game. Mm-hmm. And then basically the game counts for the trophy to unlock. It's not unlocking all of the skills. It's just unlocking 40 skills, which is the, the how many there are. Yeah. So if you unlock them and then just restart the chapter, the game doesn't restart the counter. So you just kind of have to keep doing it until you get to that number. Huh. Um, so I just did that and then and then un- uninstalled the game. <laughs> Excellent. So. Yeah, that's, a, that's what I've been playing. Concrete Genie. Yeah, Concrete Genie is only five hours long. Like it's pretty short. Yeah, and apparently it's a super easy. It's just a, it's just a chill, fun time. It mm. uses like the motion control and the Dual Shock to like paint and stuff. It's fun. Mm. Yeah, it's a it's a super accessible game. It's very pretty. They had a weird like blend of like three D art, but like their faces are kind of like two D. It's it's different and good i like i like it that was the entwine studio wasn't it you remember that entwine yeah e3 ns again it's available now yeah this is their next game looking at the trophies right now yeah 57 percent platinum yeah yeah totally doable so what have you been playing steve um so we did get codes for for the twin breakers a sacred symbols adventure um, but it's embargoed, so we can't really talk about it yet. But we, but I did play some of that. Um, but really, uh, so I, I download, I redownloaded Apotheon. I mentioned that last week, and I still don't like it. But mm-hmm. I did get an extra trophy. I really, all I really want from this game is just to get rid of that E ranking on PSN profiles, and then I'll just delete it again forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the game I spent most time this week playing is World of Final Fantasy. World of uh, Final well, Fantasy. Do I know? World of Final Fantasy. It's like a so it's this weird sort of fan fiction really of Final Fantasy games. You play as like two twins and you just kind of run into different Final Fantasy characters over the years and and the story is just, it's a very childish kind of game like you like you all, everyone's like the chibi kind of character. Oh yeah, like, I can see it now. Um and it's it's like it's kind of just a baby game for babies. Like it's charming, but it's just so easy and simplistic and like there's not really much care like for your care there's no sh- there's one shop and there's like you don't equip things or anything like that like the only thing you really do to level up is just like um you kind of catch different monsters or sort of like pokemon and, and then just like they're in your party mm-hmm. it's just very simplistic i'm just trying to like get through it because it is like i'm having fun with it but i'm not ha- like i'm not thoroughly enjoying my time you know but it, what it's really doing to me is just getting me into the mood of playing other final fantasy games and so I've, I've just kind of been, like, researching kind of the next Final Fantasy that, game that I want to play. Like, I you know, I just finished the demo for 7. I might just wait until the remake comes out, or I might download... Uh, I Like, I own Final Fantasy 9, but mm-hmm. the trophies for it are atrocious. Um, I, I have 10 on Vita. <clears throat> I might pick up 12, because I really like 12 back in the day. Like, it's just really getting me in the mood for Final Fantasy. We were talking before the show, like, Final Fantasy Chris Chronicles got delayed, and it's coming out in summer. Like, that's a little too long, obviously. 
Um, so it's really just getting me in the mood for that. Like, it's it's fine. Like, I'll beat it the next, like, day or two. Probably tomorrow, to be honest. Um, and then just kind of throw it away. Like, put it away for, for good. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really, like, all I kind of really got a, got a chance to play this week. Not much... Uh, not, not much other else really. I'm just, you know, still just trying to get through the backlog and, and all this stuff. Really tempted to just not buy games, but you know. it's so tempting though. I know it is, and and well, we did get the Animal Crossing Switch. Yes. So I did do I did yes. I did through all my installations and downloads and shit. Pretty easy process to be honest. Like not not that difficult. Um, but you managed, I know you're worried cause you thought you had to reformat your thing. Yeah. So, so I had two SD card readers. One was like a whole bunch of different ones and it was USB and the other, cause it's a micro SD is what the switch uses. And the other one I had is an actual SD card reader that you put the micro SD into the SD card and put it in and that worked. So mm. something about this other reader I had didn't work, but all of my stupid breath of wild captures of me doing weird physics shit is safe. <laughs> It's good. The and world, the world's fine. Exactly. I have so many Mario Odyssey ones too. Oh man. I really, I didn't really do any captures, so I really just had games on it. I think because I think all the saves are saved to the system. Except, yeah, all the saves are on the system. Ex- oh no, it's the cloud that some of them don't have saves for. Yeah. So I mean, whatever. The only save I really cared about is Luigi's Mansion because I want to try to beat that before Animal Crossing. Good luck. I mean, I ca- I care about my. Um, you know, I care about my Zelda save and all that stuff. It, it would suck to lose that, but I don't think I'm not really actively playing many like Switch games right now. So, mm-hmm. um, but the Switch is nice. It's such a the the Animal Crossing one is so nice. It's the newer it's, model, so it's got a better battery. And I know, yeah. And my my Switch was getting some drift uh, problems too. So, excellent. Happy to just pawn that off to EV Games and somebody and, else's uh, problem now. Someone else's problem, yeah. Well, I mean, I think they checked that and fixed that shit. So. Maybe we'll see. Uh, who knows? My stock's doing well right now, so that's, that's good. Probably not. Imagine my <coughs> a lot of oh. other people's stocks are. <laughs> no, my EB Game stock is doing well. My RSP is atrociously awful. <laughs> and, and, and I, oh my god, I've lost so much money. Just, I mean, it's money I'm not touching for like forty years, but still, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I look at it, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is awful. But people are also dying and getting sick and shit, so there's just bigger problems. Bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Well, exactly. on that note, this has been Canadian Knows Podcast <laughs> episode number 133. 133 of these you've made, Steve. How's that feel? That's crazy. I think I've been on all but two of them when Sophia was born. Mm-hmm. I did one with Sebastian, and then did I do another one without you? I feel like I wasn't on two or three. Like I'm trying to remember. I, feel, I think I did all of them before Sophia. Mm-hmm. And then I think when she was born, I think it was two. Because she was born on a Saturday, so I definitely didn't do the, the yeah job that weekend. Um, and I'm trying to—I I can't remember to be honest. I'm not huh. sure. Well, I definitely missed at least one. So here's to 133 more. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe if you want to help us keep the show running and covering the Canadian game dev scene. You can support us over at Patreon.com/slash Canadian Game Devs, where backing us gets you two-day early access to the show, a special channel on our Discord, occasional key giveaways, as well as our undying gratitude and your name at the end of every podcast, like these people. Uh, thank you so much to Aaron McLeod, Cody Cormier, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Jean Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, or Graph Metal, Kai Hutchins. M5 Games, check out Stretchbot on Steam. Nav from Academy of Games. Nicholas A. Zorko. Pixelnauts underscore Alex. 
check out Terminal Velocity on Steam and Switch, and Slaughter Neko. That's it for this episode. Thanks for being here, Steve. Where can people find you on the internet if they want to do so? Uh, Stephen L. Crane on Twitter, and I think on Instagram, too. I think there's an eight in there sometimes. Um, but Canadian Game Dose is where I want you to go, so just go there. And awesome. subscribe. Give five stars. Five stars. And you can find me on Twitter at Stephen Riley, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-R-E-I-L-O-Y. And go to CanadianGameDose.com for all our work. The events page is going to get a little light in the coming weeks, I'm feeling, Steve. Yeah, I think so. Stay safe out We're there, do- everyone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. It's really hard not to touch it your face. It is so hard. I am oh my God. so bad at it. I was literally just touching my face right as I was saying that. God damn um, it, Steve. <laughs> but, you know, I'm quarantined anyways. Like, I yeah, me too. I'm, I'm well, stuff, that's not so. the same as being quarantined, but... I know, but... Metaphorically, so. spiritually, you're quarantined. Yeah. You want to be out there, I, and you're in there. I have no other reason to leave my house. Work is really the only reason to leave my house. I might go out and get ramen or something. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Go get some ramen. Don't touch your face. Uh, And we'll see you next week. Have a good week, everybody.